hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Well, my old mentor used to say words, words, words. And this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we visit with John Kelly from Dictionary.com. There are new words. What are the themes this year? Boy, are there a lot of new words, Scott. I think the big themes are words that give name to the complexities of what it's like to be alive right now. Decision fatigue, generative AI, sleep debt. And the other theme are words that showcase the vibrancy and the creativity of the English language. Examples are grand family, coffee nap, blurs day, to name a few. I'm old. You're young. When I look at some of the words <laughs> that have been added, they seem contrived, invented, made up to an advance a particular political cause. Have I got that right or am I just old? Words come from all sorts of places. Um, sometimes words are invented. Uh, a word like Blur's Day is an act of acquaintance. We can't exactly pinpoint who made it up because a lot of people might made it up, may have made it up, but it is something that was created. Other words you can see as combinations of existing words, information pollution or decision fatigue. In this update, we also have words that come from around the world. These are called loan words. A fun example is the Icelandic term Yola Bokaflod. And that refers to a tradition of giving and reading books uh, around Christmas time. And it literally means Christmas book flood. How wonderful is that? John Kelly is with Dictionary.com. We're talking words this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. So when a word appears on Dictionary.com, how long does it typically take before that word actually makes it into what I will call the typical lexicon of most Americans? That's a really great, that's a really great question, and it's going to vary. Um, some words emerge one day online and they spread really fast. An example of this is the term Nepo baby. This broke through last year. It refers to a celebrity who's perceived to be famous only because their parents are, the Nepo being short for nepotism. Um, and that just took off. And within you know weeks and months, that really settled in to the vocabulary. Other terms, uh, you know, especially terms that are a little bit more specialized in you know science and technology, they can take longer to drift in. So a term like generative AI, that's been around for a long time. Um, people have been you know, referring to generative AI or AI that can, you know, you give it a prompt and it'll give an output well before we were talking about it with the AI breakthrough earlier this year. Um, so the rate of change is just gonna vary depending on the cultural moment in which it breaks through into the mainstream. Great question. We're talking words this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. We're available if you want to listen to our words 24 hours a day at whtc.com. <laughs> and you can use your words to ask your smart speaker to play the show and you'll never miss an episode. We visit with John Kelly from dictionary.com. So we're here talking about words that have been added. Is it the case that like once a word, always a word? Or does dictionary.com sometimes take words out? We don't take out words per se, but we do have to revise the word. Um, a word might undergo some changes, and that includes changing around the sense ordering. So the top definition you would see 
uh, might go down because there's a new primary sense of a word. Um, a new sense of that word might originate. And so we have to add to it. Um, with enough time, it might get a label like archaic. Uh, an example of this is rampant. Uh, right now, we might use the word rampant to say, you know, there was rampant corruption in the organization. But centuries ago, rampant had a specialized meaning around with knights and flags and heraldry. Um, think of those lions. That has a label of archaic because we're not really encountering that word in that way anymore. So it's more about revision, not deletion. When I started in radio, we had seven dirty words that we weren't allowed to say. That list has grown <laughs> because there are so many words now that if you use them on the radio, you will get canceled. How does dictionary.com handle the sensitivity that some groups have around certain words? We have to do the best we can. And as a dictionary, the best we can do is striving to document and describe language as it's changing. And that means there's going to be words that we have to cover that uh, people don't like words and topics that people may disagree with, um, but their inclusion and their coverage in a dictionary isn't about condoning the word. It isn't about moral judgments around the word. It is about trying to provide information and context. Final question for John Kelly today on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. What are the most searched words year in and year out on dictionary.com? That is a very good question. We do see top of our list um, you know, some words like, um, some of those words that, you know, you can't say on television, those get searched. Um, we do see words that are connected to school. A lot of those, uh, you know, when school is back in session, you'll see culture trending. You'll see a lot of everyday words like look and see, um, and you will see cultural trends. Uh, this year, there's no doubt that, um, due to our larger cultural landscape, we do have searches up for words like woke, uh, an indictment. So the most look up words are about, you know, people being people, um, you know, school and cultural trends. We all use words. It's kind of important to know what they mean and dictionary.com can help you do that. John Kelly, thanks for the time today on Hearing Voices. Thank you so much.